what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Hey, Meredith. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. This is a bit earlier than we normally podcast, so I had to wake up extra early. But, you know, the things I do for the pod, is it's just crazy. Well, how could you sleep after that exciting show last night? Um, I don't know if I would call it exciting. I was pretty bored through the first hour. I, I, I think I've said this before. I like more of the funny, upbeat episodes, and I feel like the further down the path to love we get, the more serious the episodes get. So, you know, I, I'm missing the fun that we used to had have and and you know i I guess uh you know my attraction to the show was more just because of how ludicrous it was with the crazy dates that they were doing and the whole thing and the fact that they're trapped in this resort which trapped in a resort doesn't sound that bad uh just limits how stupid and silly they can get so it's it's uh there have been some challenges out there but fortunately i found a few things that uh, uh did provide some entertainment to me Okay, well, that's good. So should we get into those? Let's get into those. Okay, what are your highs? Well, you know, I I, I always enjoy the hypocrisy and, and, and various things like that. So some, a couple of highs. Uh, number one, I, I was amused with JoJo talking about the hometowns and meeting the family. And that's when she fell in love with Jordan, which reminded me, has she met Jordan's brother, Aaron Rodgers, yet? <laughs> That's a very good question. Um, first off, for that statement, uh, I think everyone knew that JoJo was going to pick Jordan from very early on in the season, much earlier than hometown. So we, we can take that as a lie. And second, that's a great question. Who knows if she ever met Aaron? Aaron did not come to the hometown date. And I don't think that Jordan and Aaron are on good good terms. So it's very possible she hasn't met his whole family yet. Well, that made me chuckle a little bit, and but I thought that the real highlight of the show was Tasha wailing on those pinatas. She has a tremendous baseball swing. I mean, she just looked like she would she was she was killing those pinatas, and she just had a great stroke. So I was just incredibly impressed with Tasha's athletic ability, particularly her baseball swing. Okay, yeah, I was impressed too. You know, it looked like sometimes it was one swing and she was smashing those suckers in half. And I I would say that was one of the more fun parts of the episode for sure. Well, what highs did you have? Well, so some of these are a reach. I don't have too many. My first is that Noah's argument for why he should stay over Bennett during the two-on-one that started the episode. You know, he... I think that Bennett handled things pretty poorly and then Noah comes in and he's saying he doesn't believe the way Bennett speaks to people is very kind and how he's very condescending and Noah makes a comment about why he's passionate about his arguments with Bennett is because he doesn't ever want Bennett to treat Tasha that way, which I thought was a good spin on it. And he ended up getting emotional in the conversation and seemed very sincere. And I think he handled it in a much more mature way. 
and that's how I would want a guy that I'm dating to approach the situation rather than how Bennett did talking about emotional intelligence and just throwing Noah under the bus. So I was pleasantly surprised with how Noah handled the two-on-one. Yeah, I was I was getting distracted during during that part, uh, but uh, sure, that, that seemed fine. And and uh, whenever Bennett talks, it just grates on me. This the his whole uh, I I would still say condescending, arrogant uh, approach. It seems that that's how he talks, regardless of who he's speaking with. And he's probably not even aware of it anymore. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would like to comment on my villain pick of the season, which, as we all know, is Bennett because of his face. And I think that I had a great, great, great pick for this season's villain. And although I no longer have anyone in my top four, I feel that in 2020, it's not surprising that I am good at picking bad guys and not good guys. Okay, well, you you obviously played to your strength, and I think you nailed the. I I give you credit for nailing the villain pick. Thank you, thank you. My other high was after Tasha sent Bennett home. She walks back up to Noah, and he has this smug little grin on his face, thinking he won. And she's like, "No, don't be smiling. This isn't a victory for you." And just immediately puts him in his place. And I was amused by that. I, I I did make note of that uh, further down my list, uh, but uh, yes, I, I she was she was quick to w- handle that with him, and unfortunately for her, she seemed to have some uncertainty about whether she had done the right thing with Bennett. Yeah, I I'm assuming we're going to get into that. I I fear that we are. <laughs> All right, before we do, what are some lows that you have from the episode? Well, um, you know, I, I, I still go, go back to Bennett uh, trying to explain his whole emotional, intelligent quotient thing. And I, I did get a text from one of my dads saying, topic for discussion on the podcast, is it emotional quotient or emotional intelligence? I don't know. I don't care. You know, why <laughs> does he keep talking about this? Like he's some sort of professor of, of relationships and uh, throwing that out there. I just think it uh, continues to build up his, his, crown of, his, his crown of arrogance. Yeah, I put that as a low too. Just giving Tasha a lesson on emotional intelligence. Like, she seemed so unamused and the way he spoke to her just seemed very manipulative to me. I don't know what it is about him, but just the way he speaks to everyone, I hate it. Um, we, you know, we don't know. We know that Bennett is a Harvard grad. We don't know what he studied, do we? Like maybe it was psychology. Maybe he's just really, really specialized in emotional intelligence, and we just aren't aware. I, you know, the more I watch Bennett, the more I wonder: is he really a Harvard grad, or is this just some facade? You know, I, I, I will say that. Another one of my lowlights is the lie detector test date, but maybe we do need to put Bennett in the lie detector. <laughs> Just to see if he went to Harvard? To see, you know, he, you know, he might be more hillbilly elegy. I don't know, but uh, I, 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 I just question many things about Bennett. 
he seems like your stereotypical Harvard grad to me. Like if if I were to just blindly describe what I would expect someone from Harvard to be like, I think I would match Bennett pretty well. But he's so stereotypically Harvard grad that I I wonder if he's really a Harvard grad. It's almost like he's too stereotypical to be a Harvard grad. He's playing it too too much that way. But that's I wonder. You know, and and I just put as a low light the whole Noah Bennett condescending versus immaturity uh, discussion of I've had enough of this. We need to move on. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping we actually can move on because as, as we saw, Bennett does come back, but I'm not ready to get into that. I need to step away from Bennett for a few minutes. The other low light I had was you know, I, I appreciate that the guys – uh, are open and are vulnerable and are showing some emotion. I think some of that is appropriate if these people are actually interested in having some sort of long-term relationship. But when when Zach started to cry, just thinking about the hometown date and his family, that was a bit much for me. Yeah, I was a little uncomfortable. There was a lot of man crying this episode, which don't get me wrong. I respect the man cry, but it, it, it just seemed to be coming out of left field a lot. I, w- I wasn't prepared for it as much as I normally am. You know, if it's the one-on-one date and they're having dinner, you know, you expect a guy to open up, but like sitting around with all the bros talking about Tasha, me and your family, and then you start crying in front of everyone. It's just, I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah. And I, I don't mean to be too judgy, but I, I, I didn't think that was too cool. No, I didn't either. So going off of that, This might come as a shock, but I have a low as Ben's one-on-one. And don't get me wrong. I love Ben. Totally obsessed. He's just so dang attractive. And I enjoyed the little scavenger hunt date with the pinatas and Ben taking off his pants to get in the fountain. But the date lost me once we got to the nighttime portion. I just, I felt like Tasha was forcing Ben to share his past when he'd already told her last week about his eating disorder. And then she just kept digging in being like, I just feel like there's something dark there. And like, why can't we just be like, yeah, he said he had an eating disorder. We can move past it. And she just, she just kept digging in. And to me, it felt like Tasha was telling him that like, if you don't have some dramatic story about your past to tell me, like, or we, we're not going to have a deep enough connection and you're going to get sent home. It just it felt very manipulative to me that Tasha was forcing him to open up about something incredibly serious in order for her to claim that they have a deep connection. I just I didn't like that. Well, I, I can I can see where you're going there. And, and I, I feel conflicted in that if again, if people are really serious about having a relationship and and potentially spending the rest of their lives together. And I'm always skeptical that this is the place to be doing it on this show. Uh, but, you know, at some point I think you have to open that curtain and, and share some of those things, but it certainly feels like it's getting done in a very compressed uh, way and it's not being done in a very organic way uh, uh, the way these things are going on here so uh, you're, you're trying to find the right time and way to share some of this if people are serious but again 
you know, this is a TV show with cameras all over the place. It's just pretty weird. Yeah, I just, this is our first one-on-one date, and I agree that at some point, if you're planning on being with this person long-term, those are conversations you should have, but it's the first one-on-one date. So technically, it's like their first date, date, time alone together, and Tasha's forcing him to open up about all of this stuff on national television after he already spent last week talking about his eating disorder. Like, that's just, that's a lot to me, and I... It just it rubbed me the wrong way. Well, and apparently he shared some some really serious information uh, that I, he made it sound like his family was not even aware of, and uh, I assume I assume he will be able to talk with them before he was able to talk with them before this was shown on the air to the nation last night. But uh, you know, some some very serious issues that uh, are not joking matters. So we're not joking about them. I agree. But on a lighter note, my last low is that our dear pal Ed had to leave without getting to say goodbye to Chris Harrison. That that is sad. That's very sad. Yeah. I think that was one of the strongest relationships that we saw this season so far. Like Claire and Dale who? How about Ed and Chris? That's a real one. I, I, I can only imagine how badly Chris is going to feel, but, uh, you know, he can just go to the the Soprano set and find Ed there. <laughs> All right. Do you have any more lows before we move on? Um, well, I, you know, the, the, the whole lie detector date uh, thing uh, to me was sort of a low and, and, and I, I've, I wasn't feeling that it was that credible for Jojo and Tasha to be running the lie detector equipment. I, I, I kept wondering, is this real? Uh, are there actual lie detector experts that uh, are not on camera that are actually setting this whole thing up? Or, or is someone just randomly pushing, you know, green bulb, red bulb, orange bulb? What, what was your take on that? You know, I also felt like someone might be randomly pushing green bulb or red bulb here and and very conveniently for the questions that would stir up some drama. I, like of co- asking baseline question Riley like what's your name and he says his name and it comes up red light like who freaking cares? Why would someone lie about their name? And he isn't lying about his name. He told us his story which was a little hard for me to follow, but I think he changed his name because of a falling out with his dad and like so that that legally is his name and it's still coming up as a red light and Riley also made a point to say that he doesn't allow his clients since he's a lawyer to to do lie detector tests because they're not accurate or or his clients are guilty as hell but go ahead <laughs> one of those but it like i i'm under the impression too that lie detector tests aren't that accurate so i didn't think that it was super great like i think that there were very pointed questions like obviously the producers knew that riley had some backstory about his family and changing his name and so they conveniently had jojo ask him as a baseline question what his full name was and it conveniently showed up as a lie i did a lot of it seemed very set up to me well i i just thought that uh i Unlike you, I'm not. I'm not yet a big fan of JoJo and 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 her trying to come off as the expert person when it comes to 
administering lie detector tests uh, didn't didn't work that well for me. Do you think that we would have had a different vibe if Chris Harrison had been administering these lie detector tests? I think we would have had a different vibe, but I still question whether it would have been a credible different vibe. See, I just I don't think that Chris Harrison would have been high fiving Tasha when Ivan saying he's been aroused around her. I think it would have been a little uncomfortable. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Well, you're you're right about that, and uh, you know they she, they she Chris wouldn't have been giggling saying he wants to make babies with you or whatever he was saying. Yeah, she so was saying. I think that JoJo added a little bit of fun there. There was some fun, not a lot of credibility. How do you feel about Zach saying that he's cheated before? Um, I I. Uh, Actually, I put that under uh, wrong reasons in that uh, I, I'm rather suspicious of the way that whole thing went down, of uh, Zach quickly claiming he cheated, and then his explanation is that uh, he cheated on his sixth-grade girlfriend uh, uh, and, and uh, kissed somebody else. Uh, I wonder if that's a convenient way to explain my lie detector failure when maybe there might have been some other cheating that I conveniently forgot to mention. Yeah, I think we need to put him back on the lie detector and ask a few more pointed questions to get down to the bottom of this. But as I was watching his explanation and he was talking about like being at the Bolarama and French kissing someone, you know, I'm watching the show with my friend last night and I'm like, what the heck? How old is this kid? Like 16? I don't, this is ridiculous. Why was he telling us about this? And then he says that he was in sixth grade. I just, I think it's weird that he even considers a sixth grade relationship, something that you can cheat in. So I agree that maybe that was his, his cop out for some other instances in his past. Yeah. I, I wonder if there might've been some other indiscretions that he, um, has buried and and this is the way he did it. And I I also was somewhat amused that uh, you know he he's copping to cheating on his his sixth grade girlfriend by kissing other people when you know Tasha's uh, throwing uh, you know kisses at eight ten twelve guys here. It's not it's not like uh, kissing seems to be that big a deal to her. Okay, well, that's not cheating. She's the bachelorette. She's dating all of these men, and they all knew what they signed up for. She's sampling the goods. Yeah, I mean, you got to test drive a car before you buy it. Okay, well, I I don't think she's test driven them yet. It seems to me she's just uh, looking at the uh, interiors and, uh, and that sort of thing at this point in time. Well, it seems like we might be starting to test drive pretty soon. This This season's starting to go pretty quickly. Well, it needs to because they're starting up the next season in like less than a month. I know. We're very excited to see Matt James. I know, but I need some time off here, okay? <laughs> okay. So, wrong reason you put Zach. Um, wrong reason I put Zach, and, and I also agreed with you that uh, 
no, I, I put Nola was just a little too chuckly after Bennett goes home. And, and it, it made me wonder, is his goal to beat Bennett or is it to, to win Tasha? So uh, I, I put that as a wrong reason as well. Well, my wrong reason is Bennett. I, I, was, I was glad he got sent home. I was like, okay, good. We don't have to deal with this. And then the last 10 minutes we see Tasha walking back to her El Presidente suite and Bennett just standing there waiting for her. Like, get the hell out of here, Bennett. We are so done with you. She's already sent you home once. Why are you back here? And he sits Tasha down and says that she, he's in love with her. Yeah, right. I'm not buying that at all. Like, I don't think that man's capable of love. He seems like a scary, condescending robot. Like, I'm just not buying what he's selling, and I want him off of my screen ASAP. I, I, I'm with you. Whenever I listen or watch or even look at Bennett, he strikes me as – Oh, you know, he looks he looks like he should be in my fantasy football league. He looks like he's like 50 plus years old in relation to all these other people. And, uh, you know, he's more he looks more like the dad and certainly sounds more like the dad than any of these other people. And I'm wondering what you know, why? Why are you here, buddy? I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm not happy about it. And I wasn't very happy with Tasha's reaction either. She didn't seem to hate it and you know the producers set us up once again with the lie detector test like having Tasha go first on the lie detector test and asking her like do you regret sending any of the guys home and she says no and it blinks like the inconclusive light which i just this feels very set up to me i'm with you i'm with you and 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 who get, who gets to make the determination of hey she she just sent you home how do you get to come back you know, we're in the midst of a quarantine did did we actually not leave the resort what what actually is going on here um, you know can can you know Bennett is certainly a smooth talker maybe he uh, convinced the chauffeur that's driving us to to say hey we need to turn around because of of whatever and. But but who who gets to make those calls? You know, every guy gets driven off. I'm sure they don't really want to leave. What about poor Ed? <laughs> Maybe once Chris Harrison's back, we're going to see Ed waiting outside his door. Tasha doesn't want me, but I'm here for you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is a lot of producer intervention. I think they knew that Bennett was going to be painted as a villain this season, and they were like, hey, if you want to try and talk to Tasha again, like – we can make that happen. And he's like, yeah, sure. I'll do that. I'll tell her I'm in love with her. We'll see what happens. Well, well, so, so you got your wrong reasons. Did you have any right reasons? Yeah. My boy, Benny, I'm a big Ben fan. Um, think he's a very genuine guy. He's been through a lot. I really want the best for him. And I, he and Ivan are just my top two and they can do no wrong in my eyes. Well, he, shared some very um, serious uh, background information, um, you know, you know, kudos to, to his sister. Um, and uh, you know, he, he seems like a good guy. Uh, obviously he's got some, some, there's some darkness that uh, has enveloped him in the past. Um, you know, and I, I think uh, it, 
good for him for sharing. I think it gives Taisha a lot to think about. Yeah, I just, you know, scrolling through TikTok one day and happened upon the bodybuilding club TikTok that posts a lot of videos of Ben. And ever since then, I've just been on the Ben train and I really don't see myself getting off anytime soon. Well, I, I thought that Riley also did a good job uh, this week as well, you know, in, in terms of going through the 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 sharing process. And uh, I, I, I thought sure, I thought Riley deserved some consideration for right reason as well. See, I don't think that Tasha's into Riley at all. You don't? No, I don't. I don't see that at all. Um, he seems not too normal, but just too like average looking for this group of men. And like I've just never seen them really have a connection. It was very hard for me to focus while Riley was explaining his story because he was just crying so much beforehand. I was just getting a little frustrated. I still don't really understand his story that well. Um, I'm. I think it's good that he felt comfortable sharing it, talking about what you know Tasha would be getting into if he if she met his family. But I would give. The percentage chance of Riley having a hometown date to me is about 2%. Uh, I, I would put it higher than that, but uh, you've been watching this longer than I, so uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I, thought, I thought Riley improved his pr- position pretty greatly. Yet, you know, to me, and, and the mom was watching with me a little bit last night, you know, and, and Zach would come on and she would say, oh, you know, what's so great about him? And, and I guess – Brendan? Is Brendan sort of the guy that looks a little bit like a werewolf? Yeah, I think he looks like a skeleton. Yeah, she would look at him and say, you know, what's so great about him? I mean, to me, there there are a few people that might not have all the, the entire package, like like a Ben or or Ivan. Uh, you know, so so we'll see. I I don't disagree with you there, but I do feel like Tasha seems to have a stronger connection with Brendan and Zach than she does those other guys that were on the date. Other than I, Ivan. Like, I, 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 I agree with you. It just sort of surprises me, but that's, you know, that's, that's love. So who do you think will be getting hometown dates? We know that Ben gets one, but who do you think the final three will be? Well, I think Ivan is definitely there. For sure. Um, I mean, I think Ben and Ivan are the top two, and then it's I. I who's the guy that she's um, having the 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 one on one date uh, next with uh, the Canadian guy? Blake. Blake, he's a little flaky. I don't know about Blake. Yeah, I, there's no chance that Blake is getting a hometown date. You, know, you think this is a one on one date that she's going to use to to off Blake? One hundred percent. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I guess you have to say Zach has to be one of the four I at agree. this point in time. Um, I'm not sure I agree with that, but they, they just seem pretty tight. Yeah. Tasha uh, said she was falling in love with him. Okay. And then um, I don't think it's going to be Noah. I, I'm afraid it's going to be Bennett. Um, I hope not, but I'm afraid it might be. I think that it'll, it'll be Brendan. Well, I 
I'd rather it be Brandon than uh, than Bennett. But of course, I'd like it to be about anybody but uh, Bennett. I think that if Bennett gets a hometown date, it's because they're adding a fifth hometown date. I don't think he would take the place of those top four. I think he would just be added in afterwards. Well, how do you how do you think they're going to do the hometown dates this year? They I have no clue. <laughs> We were talking about that last night, and I'm like, a Zoom meeting? I, this doesn't make sense to me unless they're having all of the families already quarantined this week during these dates, and then they're just going to send whatever families they don't need home. Yeah, or or I wonder if they would quarantine them and bring them to the resort. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Have them quarantine uh, at the resort right now, like not physically right now, but during the episode we just watched all – Seven guys' families are quarantined, and whichever four that they need, they keep, and then everyone else goes home. Well, I mean, they could have them quarantining in their homes in that other location, but I just, there just seems to be so many moving parts there to take a uh, film crew to some other location at this point in time. Uh, It's hard to see that happening. Yeah, I think that they're staying at the La Quinta for the whole season, but I'm curious to see how it plays out. See, now, if, if you were on this show and said, Mom, Dad, you're going to have to come hang at the, this resort for a while, to me, that's more intriguing than you're going to bring some bozo to my house that I have to entertain. So, you know, if they played it that way, I might be more interested in uh, you, you being on the show. So are you saying I missed my opportunity to be on The Bachelor now? I'm hoping that you've missed your opportunities, but yes. <laughs> All right. So let's keep moving. My MVP pick. This was difficult. No one really stood out to me as an MVP. So just like Tasha at the group date, I don't feel like I'm ready to give out the MVP award, and I would like to wait until the rose ceremony to make my final decision. Well, that's that's uh, your prerogative. I, I thought you might give it to Ben's sister. So, oh. I'd like to give her an honorable mention. Okay. Um. Well, that, that I that, that's your that's your uh, that's your prerogative. I'm okay with that. All right. You have any fatherly advice for us? Uh, I've got a little bit. You know, it gets to be more challenging as we go through. But uh, number one, don't go on a lie detector date. It won't end up well. It's okay to have a few mysteries. If you think that you need to give the person you're dating a lie detector des- test lie detector test, you're probably not dating the right person. If the person that you're dating wants you to take a lie detector test, you're probably not dating the right person. So just try to avoid that type situation. Uh, Next piece of advice. If your gut tells you that someone is an arrogant jerk, don't overthink it. You're probably right. You don't need that aggravation. Once you get rid of them, make sure they stay gone. (laughs) And uh, last thing, uh, you know, when Tasha was talking to Zach about the whole cheating thing, she talked about trust and loyalty. And I do think that those are very important ingredients to a long lasting relationship. So I'm all in on on trust and loyalty. You know, find someone that uh, uh, has those attributes. So that's that's what I'd like to share with you and uh, and all of our listeners. And also, I wanted to tell our listeners that. We now, if, if they have questions that they want to ask us that we can answer during the podcast, we have an email address, mydadwatchesthebachelor at gmail.com, and they can email us questions and we'll answer them on next week's podcast or every week's podcast. 
We also have an Instagram. My dad watches The Bachelor for, you know, those younger people that know how to use Instagram DMs. You could shoot us one there, but, you know, my dad doesn't understand how those work. So he set up a Gmail. Well, I, 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 I know how Instagram works. It's this DM thing that uh, might confuse me. Yeah. Well, you'll, you'll have to, you'll have to, you'll have to watch that one. Okay. I'll keep up with that. Okay. All right. So that's all we've got for this week. Uh, we do have two episodes next week. Did you catch that, Dad? I did catch that. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that we can consolidate that into one podcast. Yeah, I think we can. We've got a regular episode Monday night, and it looks like a mental all-ish type episode Tuesday night. So I think we can re- re- recap all of that in one podcast episode next week. So we're going to have a lot to chat about. Well, that sounds good. I look forward to that. And I, I see that our friend Joseph gets to come back and uh, and I'm sure we'll have some fun with him. Oh, yeah, we always do. He, we, we love some some psycho males on this show. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk to you again uh, next week then. Yeah. So join us next week to hear all, all about Tasha's season and the men tell all from the right perspective and my dad's. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.